Good afternoon. This is the post-USDA crop report audio update. Starting with corn, the USDA increased the U.S. carryout on corn by reducing export demand 75 million bushels. Now, while the trade was expecting uh, the drop in the export demand, this was a touch more uh, of a drop in demand than what the market was expecting. On soybeans, they lowered the U.S. carryout on beans a little bit more than what the market was expecting. We were expecting a drop-off in crush a little bit, uh, but we got a bigger increase in export demand for beans than what the market was expecting. Wheat, there was no change uh, in the balance sheet materially, and they did not touch the cotton balance sheet at all on the supply or demand. On the global numbers, they did drop the Argentina corn crop by 7 million metric tons, but miraculously uh, decreased demand 9 million metric tons to create a net build in the global balance sheet. So wonderful magic uh, by the USDA again on their numbers. Uh, the soybean crop, they dropped in Argentina by 8 million metric tons. I guess there was only so much they could do with that because they were they did lower the global carryout on soybeans by 4 million metric tons. Uh, no real change in the global balance sheet on wheat. They did drop that back just a little bit, and they increased the cotton carryout just a hair uh, on the global basis for cotton as they continue to reduce demand. So the net impact of this report is that they did a pretty good job digesting the scale of the losses in Argentina. They were a touch more aggressive than what the market was looking for. But uh, by reducing demand so much and, and basically offsetting all of that uh, production loss, they're, they're basically in a corner. They're admitting once again that we're up against record tight balance sheets, record tight stocks to use ratios, and they're basically signaling to the market that they can't go any lower on carryouts on a global basis for wheat or for corn. And that it all has to now get completely offset with demand destruction. Now, whether the price responds to that and the price agrees with that, uh, today I think everybody kind of read the headlines. Uh, at least the algorithms read the headlines as being bearish corn. How could we, you know, how could we have a bigger carryout in the U.S. and a bigger carryout globally? Um, you know, that's why we were bearish on corn, I think, on the trade today. Uh, the beans were bullish, for sure, and not only domestically, but globally. And maybe that's why beans were up a little bit here today. Uh, and then, of course, wheat, the selling by the algorithms and by the funds, continues unabated. And so we're, you know, at this point, hard to tell exactly where the fund positions are. The mechanism that builds the CFTC report broke about a month ago. Suspicions are that it was sabotaged and they're having to rebuild it uh, on a weekly basis. So we're going to be three to four weeks behind on getting accurate data on the speculator and commercial positions, which is not helping us figure out what's going on behind the scenes in these markets. But at a minimum, what the USDA confirmed for people who are not inside the market, so to speak, is that the balance sheets are and will remain at record tight stocks to use ratios globally. And that will continue to put more pressure on U.S. and U.S. production. Uh, it'll probably mean we will be uh, increasing export demand. It was a tough sell by many in the industry that we could lose 7 million metric tons of corn in Argentina and lower U.S. exports. It was probably just too premature to do that. But 
the next three, four months will tell whether we are able to capture that business. Many in the trade believe we will, and we will capture it all the way through next year. So we are setting ourselves up for the next round of data, and that will be uh, Argentina's losses as they continue to build. What are they, and how much more do we have to go? We think there's another three, four million metric tons of corn to come off their production. We think there's anywhere from five to eight million metric more tons of soybeans to come off their production. And that will only further exacerbate how tight globally we're going to be on these grains. The next piece of data will be U.S. acres. We'll get that at the end of March. We will get quarterly stocks at the end of March here in the United States. We will then talk about Safrina weather for their corn crop. We will then talk about U.S. weather, uh, planting weather, and um, production weather. And any one of these variables can ignite this market uh, quite a bit higher based on how tight these balance sheets are getting. We continue to hear of massive acreage losses in Ukraine. Plantings will be down another 30% because of the war and because of cost structure there. And then, of course, uh, the grain corridor discussions are going to come back online here in the next week or so. So we just have no doubt in my mind we're going to run out of soybeans now in the old crop here in the United States. No doubt in my mind that we will get the demand back on corn and we will tighten the old crop corn balance sheet. And so no real changes in any of my targets. Net result, I think we're going to go test and make new contract highs on soybeans for the summer. I think there's a strong likelihood that we will break through that $16 resistance at some point. Uh, I think that will drag new crop uh, soybeans with it. And so we can be afford, in my opinion, to be very, very patient on soybean marketing going forward. For the corn balance sheet, it's not quite as clear because uh, the demand destruction on the export market is the main focus of the market at the moment. And if we can get that demand back, then I think we will see corn reignite itself back toward that $7 area where we'll probably do some light marketing on the old crop. No real changes on my view on new crop. I guess if we had to do some risk management when corn gets back to $6 on new crop, we'll probably do some work there, but nothing crazy because I think the global balance sheets and how tight they are are going to be a problem for the next six to nine months globally on the corn balance sheet. For cotton, we're going to continue to grind. Uh, we're going to continue to keep prices low to do two things. We're going to try to keep acres down, planted acres for next year down. We're going to try our best to keep the demand stimulated, ultimately giving us a shot back in the upper 80s to do some light marketing there and eventually break that 90, get to that 95 cents and get far more aggressive on our marketing. That's still That plan is still very much intact. So that's the update. I will have a, a breakdown, uh, a video breakdown of this balance sheet and according to the USDA this weekend and a new update on charts at that point too. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.